she dropped that L.A. no tomorrow I like the way she in here tasting like gelato I like the fact that she don't do this shit for follows I like every motherfucking night I fuck a model She like the phantoms when they pull up to the opera She like standing on the couches busting up in bottles She like the fact that I don't do this shit for follows She like the way we making love like no tomorrow She like Being on that tour bus Sometimes it's the two of us Sometimes it's the few of us Shawty, she like eh, Fucking in that mansion Holding it for ransom All of that and then some Baby, we like eh, She out of heaven but show up with a pitfall yeah. On the dick, all the dick Jump on the bitch like the pole vault Her booty, so soft Favorite rapper, Rick Ross On the left She dropped that L.A. no tomorrow I like the way she in here tasting like gelato I like the fact that she don't do this shit for follows I like every motherfucking night I fuck a model I like Wait for it What up though? Episode 142 it is technically January 23rd, but it's kind of like the 22nd after midnight. Um, this is the I Heart Miko podcast. I am Miko, the bitch. Damn. Bitchcraft bitch. Brent Grimes, what's going on? Hey, shit, just chilling, you know. Chilling. Um, that was the dream, and um, he has a classic album out called Sex Tape, uh, volume one, two, and three. That song was called I Like. And uh, I guess last week I found out that a lot of people don't read the description of my podcast. They just cut the shit on. Boom. Just get to listening. And last week people thought that I accidentally uploaded our sex tape. <laughs> when the intro on came on. Even your mom came over like, yeah, oh my God. Like, what the hell? What's that in the beginning? What were you guys doing? I'm like, come on, Granny. You really think I'm going to put put that on the pick on the pod come on folks read the bio read the description right. of the podcast i tried to warn y'all that it was going to be some humping going on but this one was a more upbeat up-tempo dream song and um for those of you that don't have that album please go get it it is fire i mean three whole albums it all in one of just fire ass dream songs and it's almost like every time we forget about the dream he puts out a fire album and we'd be like oh shit he's dope he's fucking amazing that's cool we're we get so much music now we we used to have to wait for music remember that yeah now people have their own way of putting out music so it's like soundcloud spotify like so much music. it's so much so we we get so much content that it's like here today gone tomorrow like what have you done for me lately exactly and we forget about the, the little old artist that is working their ass off, like it's, it's still the same amount of work to put out a song, but we don't care. No, we want more, want more, more, now, more, now. More, Hurry now. up. Yeah. You know, Rihanna's catching all types of hell because she ain't put out an album in a while. Rihanna is flourishing, though, in all of her business ventures. I think I just found out she's doing something with, um I think it's Chanel. I don't know. Louis Vuitton, one of them. One of them labels that Baller. black people support, but don't, <laughs> you know, support their own people, but whatever. And, but she's doing all these other things that she's always wanted to do and no music and people are pissed. And it's just like, 
She don't have to appeal to what people want. She and don't. Especially at this point. <laughs> she's already Fenty. She's already a brand. She's, she's already paid. She's paid. Speaking of being paid, I don't even know if you know this, but she's suing her father. For what? They have a great relationship. Well, so I thought because she posts him a lot and all this stuff. But her father started his own like low key record label slash company where you perform and meet and greets like he basically booked all these people to meet rihanna to get signed by the record label to do all this stuff like trying to become his own mogul without her permission damn and she told him to like shut it down and he didn't damn that's a lot and she's suing him yeah it'd be your own family sometimes People don't, people it always, really people does. be killing me when they be saying all this. You only have one family. All you got to forgive is family. No, them to be the main people fucking you over is your family own will family. They will fuck you, bro. They will yeah. do that. Fucking you over real bad. So shout out Rihanna for just having the balls to sue that nigga because that's tough. You got to sue your, your dad. Yeah, that's, 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 that's weird. It must be really bad. Like she is really pissed to sue him, especially with you saying they had a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to have a really good relationship. Um, She's really hurt, I bet. It's it's more, I think it's more about business at this point because when her name is attached to something like that, people will sue her thinking that she, he literally made it look like it was them together doing this business. Right. And if it doesn't come through, then people are going to sue her. They ain't going to sue her dad. You know, she's the brand. So she almost has to sue just to get her name out of the involvement of all this shit. Right. So I'm just like, damn. But I am waiting for the album. But I'm patient. You know, I'm patient with Rihanna. I I, I done been on the ride from the beginning. There's so much music to listen to. Yeah. There's so much. just appreciate all this other music. It's like you was bringing up that stuff earlier. But, like, I just remember growing up when a new album come out. Like, you would listen to that album so many times. Because you don't know when you get another one. You just listen to it. Now, like you said, like. Like Apple Music, for example. Like I just be on Apple Music journeys. I just find all different types of music because you got everything at your fingertips. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not the same anymore. But it's cool in its own way. But just definitely different. For those of you that are looking for female artists, while Rihanna uh, takes her hiatus, um, there's someone named Normani, <clears throat> uh, Colette Lush, Zara Larson, Queen Nija, Kia Harper, Summer Walker. Ella May, uh, her, SZA, these are all women that um, I listen to on the regular, all females. I got a playlist of just nothing but the hoes. <laughs> the hoes. The hoes of R&B, and this shit slaps. Like, it's really good music I recognize out there. all those names because of you. <laughs> I really do. Hey, I'm just doing my part. I'm a music lover, and I support the art. That is lost, you know, like it's sad the way the music industry is going, but everybody's industry is gone now, it seems like. Yeah, because of the stuff you you mentioned earlier, where everybody wanting more and wanting now, less people appreciate what they have. Yeah. Speaking of appreciating what you have, it's day 32 of the government shutdown. Shit. Day 32. Can you imagine? Well, it's happening. So I can't but imagine. like, could you imagine being one of the employees, a oh. government employee? And it's been 32 days since... No, I cannot. That's wild. There's so many people that um, are now... The thing now is pawning. Everyone's pawning everything. All the pawn shops are overwhelmed with people pawning stuff because 
they need to pay their rent. They need to pay the bills. They need food on the table. People are struggling. And Donald Trump is just standing with his arms folded like, nope, not until these Democrats agree to build this wall. Everybody pawning stuff? Yes. That used to be the act of crackheads. (laughs) Now it's just the average citizens. Average citizens. And, you know, you don't really think about, you know, people uh, think that Donald Trump, you know, I think he's a racist. You know what I'm saying? And he's obviously not trying to hurt black people in this, but he's hurting everybody. There's not just black people that have government jobs. This is everybody. This is everybody. And it's so strange because like TSA, government jobs, you know, people that inspect our food, government jobs, like there's just parks and recs. There's so many things that you don't think about your taxes. People aren't supposed to be getting their taxes this year until this shit is over with. Like, there's just so many bad things happening, and he essentially does not give a fuck. No, he want, he's worried about only himself. Yes, as usual. And that's why I laugh at all these middle-aged... Hold on one second, because Beijing acting up again. This Beijing, you are not going to be the star this week, okay? <laughs> Knock it the hell off. People was talking about that. Beijing was the star of the podcast last week. Sit down. Sit down. I know y'all hear the jingle bell. She ain't got a bell on everything. <laughs> Put a bell on <laughs> Beijing Beijing's ring. neck. She be walking around here stealth like yeah. She you mad. can't hear he her. Took her ninja skills. She from had her. ninja skills. I couldn't. I couldn't hear her whether she was coming or going. And I went and bought her a bell. And you and Aiden hate it. Like why you put a bell on her neck so I can know where she's moving around in the house so I could hear her. Jingle bells. Yeah, Name I need to hear her dog ass. Dog ass Beijing. But anyway, um. So people are like really without jobs. They can't pay their bills. And, you know, it's sad because the Trump supporters, like the, the McDonald Trump supporters are still supporting him. Like there's people are just still Trump this, Trump that. And I'm just like, he is ruining everything. Even though I know that our presidents have never been good to us, including Obama, there has not been one president that has told us the truth about what's really going on with our country. But Donald does something completely different. Like he is just, they're saying they're going to impeach him. They found all this, you know, Cohen, his, his lawyers, all the people are telling on him that he pretty much was had these deals with Russia. He rigged the election. He's still in office. Nothing's happening to him. People still support him after all this stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? Now it's like, they're supporting it because they like a lot of people now have, Hitched on and they not going, even though it's so obvious. That's the writing's on the wall that he's fucking a psycho narcissist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like this weird blind faith, you know? No, it's just that's something they hitched on. They're like fans. It's like yeah. that's just what it is. They're a fan of Donald Trump and they like what he's saying or whatever or whatever reason they jumped on that wagon and they not gonna get off because that'll be showing that they are wrong. So they're not going to admit that they're wrong. So they're just going to hang on this wagon to the wheels fall. So it's like Christianity. <laughs> yeah, you can use that. <laughs> Religion in its sense. I don't understand. Like I was telling you a few days ago, I was like, listen, if I were ever. Sorry about that. If I were ever to pick a religion, like it would essentially be like a gang, like that's all it is. You pick a gang. You want to pick the Jewish gang. You want to pick the Catholic, the Christian, the Muslim. You know, and I said I would pick the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Oh I would definitely, yeah, that's my gang right there. And the reason for that is 
all religions are fake and all these followers and all this stuff like these are people some of them are made up some of them are real you know but it's an ideal and you want to follow the people that have your best interests at heart mm-hmm. period and Muhammad got our interests at heart and that's why I was saying that and I'm like how could you not know that Religion is fake. That Christianity is fake. Give me a perfect example. There was one church. I don't, let me get the name of it. There was one church. Um, it is called uh, Bless. Mm, that's not the name of it. Um, who is this? I don't even know the name of this church anymore. But anyway, they raised $33,791.94. And they have approximately, I think they said nine or 10 people that go to that church and tithe faithfully, and, you mm-hmm. know, support. And they're each going to get $3,754.66. What? From their church. Okay. I think that's good, but what about these mega churches? How come nobody's holding them accountable? You got gold on the ceilings. Your, your pastor got a G5. His wife got a goddamn Range Rover, a Bentley. And they aren't shelling out any money. So why are you still, why are people not seeing that? That this is really just a scam too? That these churches because are just a scam? I believe just a lot of people need someone to tell them what to do, somebody to follow. They don't want to figure things out. And that that's what, the church gives people, especially the mega churches. I remember the first time I went to one of them, it was like, it was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy when I got to Atlanta because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I'm not church going or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when I went to that church and I was seeing people give away, like people that were just regular and just giving away so much money to, like I'm in there, it's like you said, it's gold ceilings, the big It's lavish. It's like like bro, they don't need any more money, bro. Glass, the stained you, glass. Why are you struggling talking about I don't know how I'm gonna finish my rent, but I'll make sure I'm gonna pay these ties. God, God got yeah. you. But that's Brent, that's what God got you on the furlough, he got you. But y'all. that's what <laughs> that's what religion is to me. And it and it does have good points. Like religion is a way to you know, keep people in check, give people uh, ideals, give them goals, get, get them a purpose. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It's sad. Yeah, it's just, it's just like. It's really sad. It's just a way to control people. Because it's so. the same thing as Donald Trump. It's almost like you can't expect somebody that's constantly lying to you to ever really have your back in real life. These church people, these mega church owners and everything, they don't care about their congregation. They don't care. They want the money. They want the money. I don't care what anybody says. I don't believe that any, if someone can't tell you the truth, they don't care about you. Period. If they can't tell you, hey, Jesus, it it ain't all real, but this is what it is. This is what we believe in. This is what this book says. We're going to follow this book. No, if you got cancer, you cannot just pray to God and he going to heal the cancer. You actually have to do the work and heal yourself and right. fix yourself. There is no praying in the world that's going to change that kind of stuff. You have to be active. You have to do actions, right? you know, to make these changes. And people just really sit back and just say, God got it. And then anytime something good happens to them, God did it. And when something bad happens, it's the devil. The devil is busy today. What? God, God is... <laughs> 
Kyler can be so never wrong. Yeah. But he's also so like, like he loves you. Like this is just I. Just Someone that punishes you that bad loves you that like, much. No, just like look at look at this. Like God loves you and he does so much. But if you mess up, you will burn you in burn hell. in hell. What a savior! I'm so glad that I believe savior. in you. Evil bastard. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, that's what it is. I just feel like in a whole people just need. Uh, something to follow. Yeah, and people are following Donald Trump and they don't even realize people like us, me and you, multi-millionaires, you know, like this is more like the eight, eight-digit millionaires. Mm-hmm. He's fl- he let, allowing us to flourish. Mm-hmm. If you're middle or lower class, anywhere in between, you're fucked with him. He doesn't care. But that's, that's a perfect example. Like, a lot of the people that are crazily supporting him are poor idiots and like they're only doing that because of something he said not because he's really helping them out in any way oh my god it's sad yesterday was the we celebrated martin luther king's birthday is the monday off holiday donald mcdonald i gotta keep calling him mcdonald chump went to the the king monument first of all walked up press everywhere okay that's what he do he just said, hello, everyone. Isn't this a beautiful day? Goodbye. <laughs> Not a mention of Dr. King. Hello, goodbye. Hello, isn't this a beautiful day? All right, everybody. Thanks for coming. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of here. Not a word about him. But how can you even support a man who was all about peacefully protesting when you called football players that do it sons of bitches? So he's keeping that same energy. I respect it. Yeah. There's so many politicians, so many people that posted so many things online, talking all these quotes from from Dr. King and and how what a brave man he was. And he's the reason that our country is better. But you hate NFL players that are protesting the exact same things. Why? Is it because they're athletes? Because you think they're too privileged because you feel like the things that they're complaining about don't really affect them. So they should shut up. That's that it's, it's so hypocritical. Right. So the Donald actually kept that same energy. He was just like, fuck this nigga. I'm going to take this picture by this monument, but I ain't finna shout this nigga out. I don't know if it was that. It, it, that could be part of it. Or he was just smart. Like he usually doesn't make decisions like this. <laughs> But smart enough to know, like, I don't really know what the fuck to say. I feel like if I say some shit, it's going to be bad. So I'm going to just, you know, what a wonderful day. Bye, guys. (laughs) I just did my part and I'm out. Y'all can say what y'all want, but I I came here and didn't fuck it up, I guess. And this wall, this whole wall thing is driving me crazy because it's like, to me, it's not even about immigration. It's not about keeping Mexicans out. Like, it's clearly about... I feel like the wall represents the new Confederate flag. That's what I believe. And I think that Donald Trump wants this like as his legacy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So it's like a Confederate. It's only in the South. Look at the whole United States. Do you know how many borders we have? Do you know yeah. how many entryways there are? And you only want to block off the the best one that we have? That's like the best one. Yeah. So he's just... Like, he's already, no matter what you want to say about him, 
He's became the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. You can't really tell him shit. He's already narcissistic. Now he's a thousand times more. He's a president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And now, he, like you said, is trying to leave his legacy, which would be a wall that he put up. No matter, no matter how stupid it sounds or whatever, in his mind, that would be like, Everything I did that it would be. The I Trump said I wall. was gonna bring, put the wall up, and I did it. Yeah, that's all he wants. And to you, do. you said Mexico was gonna pay for it, and now you're trying to make the American citizens. No pay way, for it. fucking Fuck, Mexico nigga. is gonna pay for it. Right, like that was just talk to rally up the masses to get a. a before you could a, get elected, a riot behind, like a mob behind him. Yeah, and that's all he has. You know, when there, there was a funny ass picture of him with all the fast food, the McDonald's and the Wendy's and the Pizza Hut food, and there was a picture of him that with his stupid crazy. ass hands up like this, yeah. and it said, "And Taco Bell's gonna pay for it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is crazy, bro. He's crazy. What an idiot. Um, I don't know if you saw this trending video where these uh, indigenous people had a march. There was a. a a pro-life march. There was a bunch of high school kids that came into D.C. to do the pro-life march. There was some Israelites there protesting. There was a big standoff. You know, I think it was in front of the Lincoln Monument. And the stories got a little mixed up. So initially, the story came out that these these indigenous people were peacefully protesting with their little drums, you know, just going along. And then these white kids from this Kentucky high school came up and just started harassing them and like making mocking their drums and making fun of their drums and harassing them and being disrespectful. And it turns out the the white kids were actually not doing that. They were just standing there, like just observing, right? Mm-hmm. And um they started to have an argument with the Israelites, these guys that were had to make the bullhorns, you know, saying all this stuff. And what they were they were saying was the the biggest terrorist in our country is the white man. Mm-hmm. And they was like, you know, they was yelling, build the wall and all this stuff. And Wait, the Israelites? Again? No, the white kids. OK. And so the Israelites were like, how ironic that you want to build a wall in a country that you stole. This isn't yeah. even your country. Most of the South is Mexico. California was Mexico. Right. You know, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, a lot of that land is stolen. And right. we are basically trying to act like it's ours and kick them out. And I get it. You know, it's no longer their land, but it was stolen mm-hmm. flat out. And that's the problem with history with this country. People really don't know the history. And that's why I'm always trying to educate people on the history, because if you know the history, you can't argue it. You can't sit here and say, this is our country. Because anytime somebody says something to me on social media, when I say this country's fucked up, blah, 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 well, why don't you leave? Why don't you leave, bitch, nigga? I was here first. You leave. It was fine before you got here. They're like, this is our, no, no, Christopher Columbus discovered America. No, the fuck he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like people don't know the history of the country. Is people really arguing that Christopher Columbus yes, took people in really, 2019? Pe- yes, people truly believe that this land was discovered by a white man and he brought the slaves over here. No one even understands there were so many different nations here, not just what you consider Native American or Indian. There was black people, there was African, there was all kind of different people that were here before mm-hmm. the white man. And he just came over and took it. And so the, 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 the Israelites were on the bullhorn and they were like, 
talking about um, you try to act like black people are criminals. You act like Mexicans are rapists and, and Muslims are terrorists. When the white man is the one shooting up all the schools, he they was like, look at all these white, these are all future school shooters. Oh, shit. Like they was clowning. They was like, you guys rape women. You're all rapists. Like they was going in and these students was like a little scared. They was like a little right. freaked out. So then the whole story turned. It was like, these kids were being harassed. Donald Trump started tweeting about it. That these kids, look at these kids. They're, they're pr- I'm so proud of them for not reacting and not saying anything. But it was just a big clusterfuck. It was just a big old complete misunderstanding and bullshit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, these white kids, they have video of these kids in blackface at their school playing against a school with like one black kid on the other team. And they put in blackface and calling them names during the games. What? Like, yes, this same high school. Where, where is this? Kentucky. Oh, well, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I feel no sorry for them. I don't give a fuck. I don't feel anything for them. Oh, well. I mean, it's, it's the a, truth. There's yeah. a whole bunch of school shooters in there. A whole gang, a gaggle <laughs> of school shooters. <laughs> a gaggle of school shooters showed up for the pro life march. Get the fuck out of here. P- pro life means women don't have a right, and I'm, I'm not with that. Fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Uh, what else can we'll we talk some. about? Oh, Steve Harvey's hosting the NFL Honors Awards. I wonder if anybody's going to get on his shit about that. Nah. And didn't Steve Harvey already? No, shout- he denounced his Trumpish long time ago. I was going to say, didn't he already say Yeah. He, oh, he came back to us, and now he's hosting NFL Honors. Now Gladys Knight is singing the national anthem. She says she wants to restore the voice to it. Now Gladys Knight used to be a, a very uh, active black woman in her day. And so it's a little shocking for people to hear this. But the biggest shock, I'm sure you don't know who these people are. You know who Chloe and Hallie are? No. So there's two black girls that Beyonce signed them. They're like guitarists, piano, great musicians and singers. I'm pretty sure you've probably seen them. You know, you don't even watch BET Awards and nothing like that, but they've performed there. It's, I know she got an all-girl band. She no, 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 no. These are, this is a, a whole group, two girls, young girls that are a group. just good, talented musicians. Yes. Great mm-hmm. singers, guitarists, like they play live music. Nah. Well, they are singing God Bless America. This is Beyonce and Jay-Z's artists. Beyonce and Jay-Z have been so against the NFL. Yeah. And everybody's like, whoa, how did that so happen? So do you think like this is all like a, the, it's going to be a, a, a black big, yeah, show? Like, yeah. Like something's going to happen, I mean. No, I think that black people. Are taking a check. Yes. And I have, and, and a, although like I, I support the NFL financially because I go to the games, obviously, you know what I'm saying? I'm your wife. Uh, I I don't protest the NFL in the ways that other people are. People are not going, not watching, not buying merchandise. I ain't bought merchandise in I don't know how long. But, you know, when your husband works for Pepsi or Johnson & Johnson, who's given so many kids cancer, it's almost like you can't be telling somebody to protest or give up something when the rest of us aren't all on board. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That Chloe and Halle, like, didn't nobody buy the album. They not selling. Yeah, I don't know who they are. So don't be trying to tell them they can't sing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They you know, a, I need to check. I truly feel like what's happening right now is people have decided the NFL is giving out money, and if the players are taking the money, why why can't we? I had right. 
I had a conversation with Van Lathan. He called me uh, last week and he, because he was talking about protesting on social media and I commented that, you know, I wanted to talk to him about it in person. I don't want to write how I feel on his Instagram because I always get harassed. People start blowing up my mentions, calling me out my name just because of my opinion. So he called me. He was like, why don't you protest? And I said, why would I? You're, you're essentially telling the black athlete, because the league is predominantly black, that, you, that you're going to take a check from them. I think they need to decide that they're ready to give up a check. And then we follow suit. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're the, right. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that I'm as big of a supporter as I was, but I have a job also, which is this podcast. So I have to like discuss sports, whether I like the sport or not. And I take lots of shots at them while I support them. You do. You know, so I feel like it's like even, but I don't think people understand that a lot of these athletes do not want to protest. They do not want you to not watch the game. They want their check. They want to shut up and play football. And the people that are doing the protesting and all that, they're on their own. Yeah, a lot of football players, speaking as a football player, just want to do their time and get out. Yeah. And it's crazy to, you know, you think of the NFL as this is everybody's dream, and it is. Like, it's a mm-hmm. dream that people had to be in the NFL. But when they get there, they realize, like, man, I'm just trying to get these checks and then get out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. So that's why you're not getting like the protests and, and activists and many football players because they don't really... They don't care about the league. It's not, yeah, it's they, not... You guys aren't even allowed to give your opinion. You're literally given a playbook on Wednesday of what you're going to do on Sunday and you have no input. No, no. You're, Maybe the they're quarterback... They're essentially just playing Madden with you guys. Yeah, the quarterback might have some say in what goes on because he's the quarterback. Some of them, not all of them. And then the rest of the guys are just, you know, doing what they're told. Puppets. Yeah. Nigga got a joystick and controlling y'all. Yeah. So who cares about a league like that? The players don't care. They're going to say they care. They're going to beat when the microphone's in their face. They're going to record. They're going to repeat what they've been trained to say. I sat there and watched you for years repeat stuff that you were trained to say. And I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. It's kind of annoying because. It was annoying to me. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do it, but it's just like. It's just what it is. You did do it, Brent. No, I'm saying I didn't like doing it. And it wasn't, I didn't do a lot of interviews because I didn't like how it went. So I tried to stay away from as many interviews as I can because it wasn't. Real. It was was phony and I hated doing it. And it was the same dumb questions all the time. Same answers that everybody's giving all the time. Mm -hmm. So I just tried to not talk to them. That was it. We we just aren't together as a people, and, and in order for us to take a stand against the NFL, the players have to make that decision. The players have to say, you know what, we're sick of this shit. And it shouldn't just be about black rights. It should be about NFL player rights because you guys are treated really badly. And I don't give a fuck what nobody says about how much money you make. Oh, you make millions to play a game. Everybody don't make millions. It's a lot more thousandaires in the NFL than it is millionaires. Yeah, that's true. Way more. I mean, but when you're talking to uh, the normal middle class citizen, the minimum in the NFL is a crazy amount of money. Right. So they're not going to sympathize. And that's, I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand it, but it's still people, that's their job. And it is some shit that goes on that is not cool. Yeah. 
But that's why freedom took so long for us as well. Like just getting out of slavery. Like we don't support each other. We don't like gang up. Like it takes like a, a whole bunch of motherfuckers that just say, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. And then you see the success and then everybody's like, oh, let's go. Like, you know, Soldier Boy been trending all over the place because he came out and shit on Drake. We found out that, you know, a lot of his lyrics have been taken from him. People never gave him the respect for starting what is true hip hop, which is a, a motherfucker making his own beat in his basement, mm-hmm. rapping over it and putting it out on, on a streaming app and getting making money off of it. And he started that. I started this motherfucking streaming yeah. shit. The, yeah, that's true. The thing with Soldier Boy, he he is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Essentially, a, a hip hop artist. Like he started his own thing, but people don't respect it because he's so gimmicky. No, but he. I think he's himself. No. Yeah. No, not not saying you shouldn't, but he doesn't get the respect of other people because of like what. I don't like his. There's no reason that he shouldn't. The rest of these niggas is just as lame as him. All yeah. these these rappers, I think all of them are corny than a bitch. All of them. Soldier Boy is not. So any how different. do you explain why he doesn't get the credit? They hate it because he was first. People were jealous. Same thing with Ray J starting these scooty bike shit. Nobody wanted to support him, Brent. And guess what? The bird came out. Now everybody got a bird. Why aren't we supporting Ray J? Title. Uh, Jay-Z got title. Nobody want to support. Why aren't black artists saying, you know what? Fuck Apple. Fuck Spotify. Let's put all our music on title. And you take that. You take that L because you know why? The people are going to want the music eventually and they're going to come and get it. But we don't support each other. Well, I don't know if they don't support them. They just want all the money that they can get. Yeah, but you can still do that. I feel like if we were to support our own people, and I'm not saying we could like quickly take over the world or something like that, but we could create our own like moguls, our own companies. We can try. You know, we have great ideas as black people. You know, we are inventors by nature. And I just feel like we just don't, we shit on each other. We're like crabs in a barrel all the time with everything. I told you how... When I first started in this uh, sports reporting business, how many people have shit on me for no reason? That's just on my climb. Like, people are jealous. People in yeah. And this. Not a. No, nah, I don't. People. I can't say that, Brent. I see Mexicans living 30 in a house, supporting each other. I see Asian communities. I see because Indian those communities. Mexicans are select Mexicans that are coming to the country trying to do something what are we doing we came here no we were a lot that we're way past that generation the reason, that came the, that if it was the the slaves or people that were just slaves that got out you would get some more people like this but these are black people that have lived in the country for a long time generations of americans so they feel entitled and they feel like they should do a certain thing they're not trying to help and build they're mm-hmm. trying to do shit for themselves so they're going to hate on other people and that happens with all people but you know i i know i know what you're trying saying i'm saying we're the only people that are still enslaved in this country the way that we are every i think every one of us is a puppet some of us can just see the strings yeah and black people just are treated the worst as puppets you know we're the puppet that they just drag through the mud Mm -hmm. other puppets get to live nicely they get to be treated properly their arm is never broken you know their string ain't never hanging and dangling like we're treated the worst 
Yeah. And at some point, we've got to decide that we care about each other enough to help each other. Because at the end of the day, until something changes, money is what we need to make any changes, to make any moves. And why not? Why not support your own people? I try to as much as I can. You do? I, I truly do. And hopefully, you know, one day we figure it out. And if we don't, I'm ready for the war. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, before I get into some more sports talk, and I was just thinking about supporting our own people, um, I want to let you guys know about a couple of shows that just came out. Uh, Killer Mike has a show on Netflix called Trigger Warning, mm-hmm. and it's essentially a show about him. All these ideas, like you hear me all the time talking about these ideas and things that I want to do to support the black community. Like, you know, I'm like a, you know, I'm an extremist a little bit about some of the things I say. And Killer Mike is actually putting them to action. And he has, a, uh, uh, I think it's seven or eight episodes. I have not watched him yet. But so put your ideas to action. Yes. And one of the favorite ones that I've seen so far is he goes three days where he can only buy things that are black owned. Yeah, I saw that. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, I just feel like just the fact that he even did this show is a way that black people are just so creative. You know, like, it's just a way to educate us and entertain us at the same time. Like, I think it's, it, should, it should be something, more shows like this happening. Mm-hmm. Like, more of us and, our, and just regular day life. I was telling you that there's so many movies coming out right now with black people as the major role in regular movies. Like, most times you see a black person starring in a movie, it has to be a black character to play that part. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that come out and it's all white cast. And it's like, damn, why don't I have black people playing these parts? And now I feel like there's a shift happening yeah. in Hollywood. Right. Change you know, will come. change is Be patient. we have to support each other. We have to go watch these movies. We have to go out there and support financially, because if not, then all it's going to do is prove that black people don't sell tickets. That's it. No, you're right. You have to support them. Money talks. Another show, Baron Davis, um, has a show with Brandon Armstrong, B.A. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know who he is. He's a kind of like a comedian uh, on Instagram. He does a lot of videos, like funny videos and everything. That He's an actual hooper. And the show is called What the Fuck, Baron Davis. Mm-hmm. I recorded, two episodes came on. I recorded both of them, and my DVR did not record them. Damn. Pissed me off. The Damn. fuck off. Yeah, but the show is essentially Baron Davis is a mentor to B.A. Okay. The goofiest shit. Like, so if, you funny, see the, if you see the previews, oh, my God. Check that out. Um, that is on ooh, Fuse. Some Fuse yeah, TV. Fuse. Some Fuse. And another documentary that we watched today was Fire Festival that on Netflix. Shit. There's one, there's one version on Netflix and there's one version on Hulu. And Fire Festival is the biggest shit show I've ever seen in my life. That shit, bruh. What is his name? Mike? What? Billy? Billy. What's his name? Billy. Billy Mick. Something. Billy Mick. Whatever. I just know him as Billy. Billy is Billy basically started a whole bunch of businesses scamming people. And the the biggest takeaway, the funniest part about this whole thing was he actually talks about, you know, people being idiots and he could trick them 
millennials into giving him money and he did exactly that yes like he just made people follow uh all these people kendall jenner got paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to post one tweet about fire festival a bunch of models were flown to this island in bahamas and took all these pictures and videos and they promoted this big ass concert that's supposed to be like the next um coachella in the mm-hmm. Bahamas, you can pay like $45,000. You get flown in on a private jet. You have a private villa. You can stay on a yacht on the island. You know, just have your yacht anchored. And you they just have a little boat bring you into the island for the festivities and the fun. And, you know, if not, you, you they have these, um, what do they call them? Upscale um, cabanas. cabanas. Mm-hmm. This shit, I'm not going to tell y'all all of it. But yeah, let I me just, just tell you it. that it's... one of the guys was about to suck dick. <laughs> because they didn't have any water running water on the island and the guy that controls the water said that they owed him one hundred and seventy two thousand dollars to pump the water into the community so that the people could take baths and flush the toilets and all this stuff they did not have the money so one of the guys who's not even a part of the festival he's a friend of the owner he's gay and they asked him to go suck the the hydration man's dick so that he would give him the water. First of all, you just outed the, the other the other nigga yeah. that wanted his dick sucked yeah. for the water. And he said, thank God he told me I didn't have to do it. <laughs> you know, he just needed to be the first person paid. And I'm just like, this is a fucking shit show. Shit show all the way. Watch Hilarious. it. It's good. Please it's, watch it's, it. Uh, it's crazy. I would suggest you watch the Netflix the one Netflix first. The Netflix one is, is my favorite. I like yes. Netflix. The Netflix one is almost like the B-roll version of the documentary and the hulu version is the sit down interview parts of all of it so hulu paid more money hulu actually paid for this documentary netflix pretty much was a uh, fuck jerry i don't know if you guys know who that a uh, social media handle is they decided they were there to film this whole festival as well because they were one of the biggest promoters of it online they decided to bring their cameras and filmed everything that was happening and they have that footage and hulu has all the interviews So you have to watch both to get the full story of it all. But the shit is hilarious. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. Like just the the fact that these are rich people. It's like imagine your rich middle class friends, middle to upper class friends that can afford a $45,000 trip to the Bahamas for a few days. They all got duped and everyone was laughing because it's like you rich motherfuckers like you really can afford $45,000 to fly to the Bahamas to, like that's almost like paying $45,000 to go to Coachella right it was stupid <laughs> or Burning Man it made no sense and they weren't like and then I don't they kept asking ruin, him for more yeah let's not the show for anybody that hasn't seen it but check it out it's it's crazy you're going to be like what the fuck the whole time and you're going to get some laughs too it's a good show bro it's yeah good. Let's move on because I got to get to this AB uh, fight fought Pacquiao this weekend. And first of all, we was all bigging AB up for clowning. What's the reporter's name? Fuck, I know. I see him all the time every time I watch fights, but I can't, it's, I can't think of his name right now. Al Bernstein. There we go. Al Bernstein was trying to ask him questions, and he, he did something that I know every athlete would have loved to do. Yes. He called him a bitch he ass nigga. Him a bitch nigga. He told him he wasn't gonna answer his questions. Yes. And then he tried to ask his trainers questions and he was gang like, gang. nigga, gang gang. We are a gang, bitch nigga. If I say we, I ain't answering your questions, bitch nigga ain't none of them answering your questions. And I was just like, Yes. You that, know, that score one for, for the, the athlete. 
You know, because the media, everybody can attest to how the media treats you like shit. They get to say whatever they want to say about you, and that's it. Like, yeah. once they say it, it's, it's done. And you don't really get to say anything back because you get fined, suspended, all stuff. But boxers, individual athletes, yeah, they can say whatever the fuck sport. they want to say. Because they're their, they're their own their, br- their yeah, brand. Yeah. And he flamed this boy, and I was so excited. But I never, ever, I didn't even watch the fight. But I never even thought it was going to be a fight because this is, first of all, Pacquiao is washed. He is washed. Okay? Yeah, yeah, he's not Pacquiao that he was. Not anymore. But he's still way better than Bronner. I think it's also training. It don't look like Bronner trained. It looks like he just came in here just to talk shit. How you going to have eight? You averaging eight landed punches each round. But but this is what I was going to say. Bronner, even when I've watched other fights, when he's not fighting somebody of Pacquiao's caliber, he's... He's a small fighter, but he punches as much as like a heavyweight, mm-hmm. and that is due to maybe not training. Training, but he just tried to get off on you know he tried to be the next Floyd, but as much shit as Floyd talks and as extravagant as Floyd is, Floyd works hard as shit as a motherfucker. And he also he's obviously extremely talented. talented, but on top of that talent, it's an extreme work ethic behind it. And yes. that's how he was able to dominate as he did. Also, you know, business savvy, whatever. But Bronner just took Floyd's persona and tried to and take that and work. think that was all it was going to be. He is talented. He is has some skills, mm-hmm. but no. So he gets in this ring, and Pacquiao's the same nigga. He's throwing punches left and right. He's not going to stop punching, but they don't have the same power yeah, or he's, impact. He's but he still beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he's just... He can whoop somebody's ass. He just what made him Pacquiao is he hit hard as shit and he go drop you. And now, now he's not juicing anymore. Oh so it's just like I'm just he, <laughs> he he is not he doesn't have the power to just knock people out like he used to. Mm-hmm. And he can't just be out loud relentless as he was, but he still can do it in spurts. Yeah. And he like he did to Bronner is the highlights I watched. I didn't watch the whole fight. But I did watch a few of the highlights, and it pretty much summed up the fight where you didn't have to watch it. Is he would spaz on him, punch him, it would it would hurt him, but it, he would rush him and do typical Pacquiao shit. He just don't got that last the impact. Yeah, oh but he's my just God. way. He's a whole different. Pacquiao's one of the best fighters ever. Bronner yeah. is, is not. Yeah, on that Pacquiao class. is 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 a legend to me. Like just. Just the tenacity, just like the athleticism, the quickness. Yeah. Like yeah. you could tell, like he spent a lot of time training and doing everything right. I feel sorry for him that he never got that Floyd fight in his prime. You know when it yeah. should have been Floyd yeah. waited till he yeah, was business washed. savvy. That was business, that's yeah. part of Floyd business savvy. You said, yo. I mean, I might be able to beat this nigga Pacquiao even at his but best. I'm not going to try it. I'm let's wait. wait till he yeah. calm down a bit. Smart. And so when the fight was over, A.B. said he won the fight. Everybody knows he won the fight. He started going off. They were talking about he was 3-3-1. and one. He said, I'll be 7 enough. I was going to fight you. And old boy was like, dog, watch out. Like the buffoonery. And then he started yeah. talking about how the fight was rigged so that Pacquiao could fight Floyd. And I'm thinking to myself, it might have been rigged, but more so rigged to whoever wins this might get a shot at Floyd because right. whichever one of y'all is, y'all going to lose. Yeah. Still, whichever one of y'all fight would fight Floyd next, you're gonna lose. Uh, speaking of Floyd, I found out that little twenty year old kickboxer he fought rigged. It was rigged. Yes, it was rigged, and it was funny. But 
I just think that AB needs to just go get somewhere and sat down. Like Madea would say, get somewhere and sat down. Yeah. he He's not. He's talented, but he's not dedicated. He's not putting forth what he needs to to capitalize on the talent that he has. Pretty much. It's sad. And he just feels like coon and buffoonery will get him what he needs. And if he was fighting like he could, maybe it would, but nah. You definitely you know you didn't win that fight, bro. Oh, he was going off. And then he's after the, the post game interview and he was like, Well, you know, if you believe that you wanted chicken on that Mc- cheese. cheese on that burger, then you believe you want cheese on the burger. And I'm just like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, he just that's why I wasn't I wanted to watch it, but I kind of just forgot because I knew like it wouldn't. Pacquiao was just going to beat him up. There's some of the goofiest shit I've ever seen in my life, dog. Like, get out of here, A.B. Like, it's it's annoying. He's annoying now. Like, I'm, I'm, I never want to watch him fight again. Yeah, he's annoying. I even unfollowed him on social media. I actually unfollowed him a while ago, but I think I was still following him on Snapchat. And I'm just like, I can't. It's not even fun anymore. Right. It's not even, the buffoonery is not fun. Like I can handle a, a a shit talker like a hothead that's actually talented that's doing their shit when they're talking their shit. You know, mm-hmm. like Floyd. Yeah. He's an obnoxious, annoying as fuck. But when Floyd step in the ring, you know he's ready. He's fucking ready. Right. You know, and so AB until you get your shit together, nigga, shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um. Championship games happened last week, so I was one for one. You were two and zero. Two and zero. You were two and zero. You picked the Rams. I picked the Rams. Uh, you picked the Patriots. I picked the Chiefs. We're gonna break down these two games real quick. Um, first game, Rams Saints. Uh, first of all, let's give a congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons. You that, won as well. Congratulations, yeah, uh, shitty for Dirty y'all. Birds. I know that you guys would have hated who that. All up and through Atlanta for an entire week. Yeah. With all that glitter and gold and all that shit on. But sidebar, a bunch of Saints fans or whoever they are bought tons of billboards all over Atlanta that said the Saints were cheated. Oh, shit. (laughs) And it says, who that? So there's a bunch of billboards to remind you how the Saints feel. Um, But before we get into the cheating, can we talk about the game? Yeah, go ahead. So the game started off not like I wanted it to, obviously. It started off terribly for the Rams. As bad as a game can start off for a football team. We benched Gurley. Somehow he was just chilling on the bench. He had a drop and a fumble. Yeah, he had a a drop. It wasn't a fumble. His drop drop turned turned to a a pick. pick. Then he had a drop on third down. And it looked like he was point shaving at the beginning. That's what happened. That's why I feel like they sat him down because it looked like he either was st- like shook. I thought maybe his knee is still hurting, and they was like, "Yo, bro, you ain't even doing what you need, so rest up, take this." As maybe a rest up. I, I would feel like if you have a game like that, you can't be gambling on somebody being injured like that. You can't. This is everything. It's stupid. Win or go home. But it's stupid. Like you have to have the strongest people out there. Right. Somebody that's injured is only going to cause L's. Yeah, I never got the whole playing hurt thing in the NFL. And I, because I, these are all NFL players, right? Everyone. So, granted, some are better than others. But if one has half a knee, 
I'm pretty sure his backup. The other pro is probably better than him right now. Right. That's it. So if he was injured, you know, I understand why he was doing the things he did. But why have him on the bike if his knee hurt? Nigga that's, rode that's the bike I'm, for so long. He was I was on like, the bike God for so damn. long. Like, bro, they not did. putting you back in, bro. Just, just rest <laughs> up, bro. Let the knee chill. Nigga was on that bike so goddamn. I was like, you doing a tour de France or something? Nigga, quads on fire. Yeah, like that shit was crazy. But we started off the game bad. We as in the Rams. Yes, I'm a Rams fan. And then, you know, halftime happened and we came back out and we just had a whole new set of balls. Yeah, it's like y'all said, it's like the Rams settled down. Mm-hmm. They got a Golf little bit started stuff going. Some... They started making throws. Mm-hmm. They were playing good D. Like, like I said, the Saints, they they were, the Rams play four. They mm-hmm. do play cover four. And whenever a team plays four or against the Saints, uh, wow. Go on to talk, go on to educate him because you done Kam- played Drew Brees so Kamara much. gets, I don't know how many catches he had, but anytime you can watch any of the Bucks games, they run those little option routes with the back and they get open catches all game. And it's so in. frustrating that the commentators say, look at these amazing routes that the running back is running when all he is doing is running up. And if the linebacker is inside leverage, he runs Goes outside. Out. If the linebacker is outside leverage, he's going to go in. The quarterback waits and throws it to him. It's, it's not complicated. Ball. He's not doing anything it's, special. It's simple football. And it's a linebacker covering him, which essentially is an advantage for the running back because so, he's usually faster. Yeah, so you know, that's the Saints four-beater, and they did that. I, I don't know. Up but and I'm, down the field. I'm guessing Kamar had like eight. Eight, nine catches, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what they were doing. Then they'll probably hit you with a wheel, you know, a wheel. To keep you honest. Like, it's just like, bruh, that's what they did. And they settled down, probably did some different things to throw them off to, to stop that, maybe hit the running back out the backfield. And then they started getting some stops, moving the ball, changed the momentum, and then, you know, some other controversial shit. Some happened. lucky things happened. Because <laughs> yeah. I try to tell people all the time, when you're a winner, you need luck sometimes to be on we your side. Do. And the luck was the NFL referees. Now, they definitely missed a call for in the favor of the Rams, but this one call, the pass interference that was not called, what a fucking dude just slammed into the receiver, didn't even make a play on it. It could have been an interception. It could have been a pick. And he was so focused on, I'm just going to hit the shit out 20, of this dude. His number is 23. Yeah. 23 mm-hmm. could have had like three picks that game. Yeah. He dropped two. Jesus. But that pick, like he would have picked and won the game. Yeah. And the man. And now it's like, it doesn't matter. They still won. Right. But it's like a different vibe. All he had to do was look. What I, what I associate that with is panic. Yeah. Because it's like you're just You just turn into a meathead. But they teach you that, and that's what's so crazy. I can I can really attest to it. me. A lot of the problems with me in the league coming in t- into the league when I was trying to play is that I always look for the ball. Yeah. And the coaches hated that. They're like, "Why are you looking?" But I'm like, "I'm trying to get I'm the trying ball." Trying to pick it, motherfucker. But they want you to just knock the nigga head they off. They just want shoulders. you to run blindly around the field, and that's not like funny, the, because the Madden, because see, they had the joystick in their hand, <laughs> and they literally told your ass what to do, and you were not listening. No, I you was were not. not your puppetry. You were not, you know, puppeting properly. You weren't doing what they told you to do. Yeah, I just feel like that's a panic move. It's like a it's like a fire drill. Like you just run into a target as fast as you can. Ball might hit you in the back of the head. You ain't really. 
you're not even playing football at this point. You're yeah. just a fucking meathead just trying to take somebody out. Like, yeah, that could have been a pick. But that was definitely pass interference. You could have even called the hit to the helmet. Mm-hmm. It was just all the way wrong. I can't believe they didn't call. I don't even know why they didn't. Maybe you can't that- review it. They missed the call. They literally missed the call. Flat missed out. it. Yes, flat out missed, missed the call. It. And and so here's the thing. Everyone is saying that like, you watched the entire game. We did not leave the couch. We watched the game from beginning to end for the most part because, you know, you pissed me off in the beginning. But do you think that play is why the Saints lost the game? Do I think that is the reason yeah. they lost? Yeah. So you can't you can't sit there and say the refs made so many bad calls in that game that how can you say that they missed that pi call? I'm just that, saying that quarterback like, hit. You take that call away, they get a pass interference. They're going to run the clock out and kick a field goal to win. But before that, or, but know. before that, there was a quarterback hit that wasn't called. That could have changed. It was third down. You see what I mean? There's so many yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. When you get into it like yeah. that, it's like it's just like the it's just like when somebody says like take Alshon Jeffrey mm-hmm. the week before when mm-hmm. he drops the pass. Like that's just the. It's plenty of other plays that you can look at that just didn't happen at that moment. If somebody would did this or somebody would did mm-hmm. that, you can be like, "That's the reason we lost." But it's, not. it's just a, it's a, com- a cumulative thing to, that builds a loss. It's never just one play. Right. You know, it never is. But if you look at that, just, damn, if we get that P.I. call, it's a first down. We can run the clock out and win. Win. That's all, that's it why wasn't it's in the cards. Big... And people are saying that the NFL is rigged. Like They wanted the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why? <laughs> Who in L.A.? <laughs> LA's not even a football town. Nah. That's yeah. not, that doesn't benefit them. The Saints going to Atlanta is huge. Yeah, that is. They would be up in that bitch. I don't think that's a rigged situation. Yeah. No. I just I just feel like a ref missed a fucking call. Yes. He <laughs> missed, he blew it. I wasn't even when the, when it happened, I wasn't even thinking about the ref missed a call. I'm thinking about the idiot, the player. Yeah, I'm thinking about, damn, that was a pick. As soon yeah. as you breeze through it, I'm like, oh, this is a pick. pick. And this nigga just blindly running at this nigga to just take his head off. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, it's luck. It was luck. We were supposed Yo, to win. you know what? We were supposed to win. Yeah. Look at the kicker making those kicks. Yeah, those were little crazy big kicks. Big time kicks. It might be, you know, golf they got threw a, a little got, side sideways Mahomes pass. Like, yeah, it golf was so, did two of them. Two incredible plays. Like, and nobody plays. probably talk about it. They were big. Like, the Saints yes. had a good blitz off the edge, and he rolled out into he didn't the blitz. Panic. And he, like, sidearm and got like eight, 10 yards sometimes. And that yeah. was a big plays. Yes, we did what needed to be done. If the referee had done his job, maybe we don't win. But guess what? He didn't. There was plenty of times he didn't do his job on the Ram side of the ball as well. Right, right. You know, so it's like you can't, you can't say that. I hate when people say that. And I'm an athlete. I've played in many games where we've, I've lost by two or three or something like that. You can't say somebody missed a shot at the end of the game and say you blew the game. Nigga missed free throws on the second quarter, the third quarter. It's just so many things that happen in a game where I feel like you can't just pinpoint one thing. No, you, you can't. But... In this instance, the the they're gonna say like, if we get that call, we fucking win the game. 
Well, what if you would have got that call in the second quarter and scored? And it wouldn't even be this game. You right, wouldn't even be right, in that right, position. Right, 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 right. It's all these things you could say. Yeah. But you got to know that if it's a call like that, a Saints fan especially I'm is going to say, that is, that's fucking cheating. We should be going to the Super Bowl because right. it's emotions. They're emotionally invested in the game. Mm-hmm. If you're not... And you could just look at it like, yeah, you know, shit happens. People, that's part of the game. People blow calls. They right. blow. They could have blew a holding call that lets you, um, you know, get a sack. Yeah. Your corner was holding a receiver, which would have been a touchdown. Which so I many got a of sack. those was happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it's things like that. But as an emotionally invested fan, this ref fucker caused us the game. <laughs> that's what they're going to say. Yeah. The NFL has is reviewing... A new policy for next year, Brent. What is that? Pass interference. See? See? No. Y'all keep complaining about the ref blowing the call. Now, here they, this knee-jerk reaction is now all pass interference calls or calls you might think were pass interference are going to be reviewable. They're entertaining that right now. Shit going to take so long. The game will be five hours now. I'm not for it. And they still not going to call it in favor of the corner. It's always going to be in the receiver's benefit. Like, how are they going to review that? So, if you're reviewing it every Are you going to review holding every time? Every route should be a pass interference on a receiver because they push off every Every single time. Yeah. You know, every time. Like, every time. Yeah. Oh, I know. They were showing close-ups like a, a game. They're showing the receiver running routes, and they're literally showing them push off and run the route. Like, it's and like, nothing. Nobody even flinches. Nobody even says, it's look just at a that push part of the off. Game it's like, a, look at this What a great, great route. route. <laughs> he okay. burned him. Yeah, okay. Like, the nigga whole chest went the other direction, dog. <laughs> okay, Russ. Solid. Solid. You know what I'm saying? But. Then I got to review anything else. So what, what else is this? Holding. going to go to holding. Oh, he didn't really hold him. Oh, hands to the face now. So anytime you call them bullshit quarterback, yeah. hands to the face, you you going to review them too? No. No. They're not. You have to allow the game to have some error with the referees. That's what makes it the game. Really does. Same thing when you playing football in the streets or basketball, you know, at the playground. Yeah. Nigga got caught on foul. And then you, as a group, you come together and be like, nah, nigga, you're not getting that one. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just true. leave it to the, the common error, human error. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Like, if people are trying to make it, it like this sterile environment, but it's never going to be no. perfect. It's, it's going to be things, and it's going to piss you off at times, but that's what it is. And I'm not just saying this because my team won. Like, I would say this regardless. Like, I watched this uh, You know this what's game. crazy? You know what's crazy? Because I want to say bullshit, Miko. You would be pissed if the fucking Rams or the Lakers or, you know, a mm-hmm. team like that got some bullshit calls. But I have noticed that, you know, you, you do, you won't trip. Like, you might be mad in the moment, but then you'll be like, yeah, I mean. We still lost. We lost. That's yeah. what it is. And I'll be like, I'm not you, one of those taking, fans. Yeah. You're taking that like a champ. Yeah, I mean, I'm a LeBron you, fan. We've lost a lot. Because you. <laughs> you know, we've been. You are, you a fan. Like, you really, like, go hard for a team you support. Not crazy though. I don't be. No, I mean off. like you're yeah. a fan. Like you're. You, I cheer them on. Yeah, you're passionate about like the game. Like you're mm-hmm. involved. You're a cheer. You you are what you want other fans to be. Fans to be at the game. <laughs> you really are. You're involved. You're passionate. You say stuff. You're hype. You're loud. But like in situations like that, with all your passion and everything, in situations like that, 
you might in a moment be like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then but, when the game's but over, over, I'm done. Like, uh, I paid I mean? for my experience. It was fun. Yeah. You know I paid like money to be entertained. It was fun. Even if I got cheated, guess what? I wasn't going to win anything if we won. Yeah, you were entertained. Yes. So you 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 were mad in a moment, but you're entertained. I, I can honestly say. Thank you. Because I was about I've, to say, you're going to call me a weirdo? I've seen it. I've seen you. Um not uh lose yourself over bad calls or controversial calls and things like that you'd be cool with it what's next for the saints because people are saying drew Brees needs to hang it up he's gonna oh be 40 gosh. he's declining this was the shot right here they're never gonna get back there they tried last year they they were one step behind people truly feel like drew Brees should hang it up and in my opinion drew Brees is still the best quarterback in the nfc south yeah, yes. So why do you think people are saying it's time? Now, I have although I'm people should know this that I Drew Brees is my favorite quarterback in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with me thinking he is the best or the GOAT. He's your favorite. He is simply my, my favorite. favorite. He has been watch. my favorite quarterback yeah. since he was with the Chargers. And um I've noticed a decline in his play. I was one of the first people to admit that all of their losses were on Drew Brees' hands. Yeah. He was not performing well. And uh, Shannon Sharp reminded me that in his last six games, like he had five picks and like two turnovers, two, five, five picks and two touchdowns. or Just the numbers were just bad. Yeah. And not performing well like he was in that run early on when they was just running through people outside of y'all who beat them week one. And I think – whether Drew Brees is declining or not, he's still a quarterback. He still has skill. Mm-hmm. And if Tom Brady can keep playing, why can't Drew Brees? No, this, this is knee-jerk shit. You know what fans are going to say, like, oh, or media, or talking heads are going to say, like, oh, you know, he's declining. We need to give up and do what? And then with, with who? And then what? What are the Saints going to get that's going to replace Drew Brees? What? It's team like what? Where are you going? At some point, you're going to have to do that. Everybody has to. But if he wants to come back next year, what? What are you? What are you missing out on? Because if he he comes back and maybe he isn't as good as he was, what are you going to get that's even better, better than, than his declining Drew Brees? Yeah. What are you going to get? And also, this is what I say about the Saints, and I've said it earlier. Like the Saints, once you. Teams started realizing it seems like the only person that Drew Brees is comfortable throwing to is his running back and Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. If you notice, when the Saints were really clicking a few years ago, this could be part of Drew Brees, whatever, is they had multiple people they threw the ball to. All the time. It was, it was kind of like a free-for-all. Like never like saying like they had like, Randy Moss, Julio, and all this type of things. They he just seemed more comfortable, was, more people. Yeah, because it, it's better when another the opposing team can't narrow in on one or two guys. Yeah, he just threw to Michael the Thomas and Al Kamara, ring. and he threw to other people. Like, don't get me wrong, he threw to them, mm-hmm. but when like that was who he really threw to all the time, and it's usually not that way. All like, like yeah, I, Michael Thomas had a crazy amount of catches. Mm-hmm. And that's why people was mad at me because I said he was uh, overrated. And I was just like, I never said he was a bum or trash or nothing. He's just overrated. He's getting a whole bunch of balls. They know what they're doing. 
they actually have a plan. Yeah. Like, hey, if the guy's standing on your outside, cut to your inside. And I'm going to throw it because I know standing, exactly yeah. when you're breaking. Yeah, he's in man, too. I know exactly where he's going to be. He's always going to have to be a step behind you. And if you gamble or guess on something as a corner, yeah. you're going to go the other way. Dummy. <laughs> this doesn't make so- Michael Thomas special to me. Right. It makes him a pretty good receiver that's doing his job. He's nowhere in the special category to me. Right. No shade. Yeah. Great player. Going to continue to get numbers no matter who's the quarterback as long as they throw him the ball. Right. I saw the same thing in Kenny Stills. <laughs> right. Same thing. Right. Was is Kenny Stills great? He was balling. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, what was the tight end name? Jimmy Graham. Graham. Jimmy Graham. He left the Saints. And was a shell of himself like, after that. Like, he, he's still a good player, but he yeah. never did. Like, they were talking you about You never Jimmy heard his Graham. name ever again after he left the Saints. Ever again. I was telling people while he was there, I'm like, Jimmy Graham was good. But it's, uh, his numbers is because he's on the Saints. Yeah, because he has Drew Brees. Right. It's just that system, and they 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 got that shit to a science, and they're going to pick who they throw into, and they're going to get numbers. Yes. It was a tight end. He's 6'5". Like, Played basketball. 6'7", matter of fact. He was tall as shit. I used to see you guarding him. I used to be like, look at how they Drew Brees trying to bully my nigga. I'd be balling You him. balled on that nigga. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yes, he used to try to box you out and shit. He got me one time. He right? did. I, I remember. That was a little two-yard touchdown or something. That's cool. Dude, fuck them two-yard. People kill me bragging about a two-yard <laughs> touchdown. It's cool, though. You know what I'm saying? I got so, cooked. If, if you got was. cooked for that two yards, Brent. <laughs> cooked. He burned you. That stupid-ass fans be killing me with that goofy shit. So what's next for the Saints? What else can they do to get back there? They obviously, um, I, I want to... S- Easily the best quarterback in the division, not the most talented roster in the division. But that doesn't matter when you have the best quarterback and you have a great coach. So what else do they need to get over the hump to get back to the Super Bowl? I don't know because the problem is, like, you could say get some deep threats. They have that. But the thing, Drew Brees is not really a deep pass thrower. No, he's not. So getting a a straight-up, like, Ginn, Gin is a he didn't he didn't flourish on that on that roster. Gonna, he's not going to eat like when he was on the Panthers. He ate because Cam Newton well not this year because hole. of his yeah. shoulder. But Cam Newton, if he can't do anything, he could throw the ball far as Been shit. a bitch and hard. So. And I think they used Ted Ginn to basically get Michael Thomas open. They sent that nigga on hella go routes <laughs> and nines, so the safety would run over there, and yeah. then Michael Thomas has single coverage. Yeah. So, Great plan. Ted Ginn was just running track this year. So I, I would think he would – the Saints, I mean, they could get another – maybe a tight end that he's comfortable with that he can give people somebody else that he's throwing to besides that. So you can't just game plan Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's it because you can't go the deep ball route. They got good running backs. Their defense is all right. It's enough to – it's good. You know, but Sustainable. For Especially for a team that scores. A lot of points. Yeah, you don't need a good defense if you score a lot of points. Yeah. You just need an efficient, like, one that that doesn't. You get a few stops. Yeah, that doesn't fuck up. Like, if they get some stops, like, that's a win. That's all you need them to do. That's what if you're scoring 30-something points a game. The good teams usually have a good offense, and their defense is usually opportunistic where they make plays, like they'll get a pick or something, or they just get enough stops where, you know, we're going to score about 28 points. We just need a couple stops. 
Yeah. Chiefs, Patriots. Uh, I picked the Chiefs. Patriots won. Um, I'm standing by my statement of, of Tom Brady being uh, on the decline. Let me say why. This has nothing to do with me thinking he's a bum or anything like that. Tom Brady literally played a perfect game. He did everything right. He didn't get touched in the game. He dinked and dunked when he needed to. He took the shots when he needed to. They ran the ball well. It was just a perfectly executed game, in my opinion. Right. And Tom Brady didn't do anything special to me. In fact, he had quite a few balls that was off that should have been picked off. And the, the corners and the, the Chiefs roster just antennas wasn't up. So many opportunities in that game. Yeah, he threw some bad balls, but everybody does. Yeah, yeah. But I, Tom don't usually throw bad balls in the playoffs like that, though. Uh, come on, me. I'm just, I'm just saying. No pressure on him, so I didn't get to see him ball up like he normally does. And anytime you aren't, you're anytime you're playing against Tom Brady for the second time, yeah, and you haven't learned that you need to apply. Pre- I don't give a fuck. If you give up deep balls up and down the damn field, if you don't send somebody at him, you're going to lose. Yeah. You have to take those shots. You can't sit back and rush four and say, we got y'all. Well, you can if your four is getting there. That is they essentially not. what teams do. Being, I played them on the Dolphins every year. When we were successful, we just, we, we played like a, we would mix our coverages up. We would play man. But our four would get pressure on a quarterback. I can't believe you're owning these wins in Miami. Dog, they never took y'all serious. But I'm saying, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm I'm saying we gave them hard games when our front four mm-hmm. got, got pressure. pressure. When that happens, because then it's, it's, it's no holes. If you blitz, the thing with blitzes against experienced quarterbacks, if they know your blitzes, then they can pick them apart. Right. Because it's whole, it's going to be holes. Because it's a blitz. Mm-hmm. So with Brady, if you could just get pressure with four, that's what you could do. The Chiefs that game for whatever reason, and I think the Chiefs got a good D line. They do. Yes, they have talent on that D line. They just weren't getting as much pressure as they usually do. So I talked to a few players on the team. I know quite a few Chiefs players, and I was asking them like what they thought the problem was. And this is before the firing of the D coordinator. But the players all said the D coordinator. There was players that were actually saying, I'm not coming back to this team if he's here. Yeah. That's crazy. There's just, I don't, I don't know. They said they they wanted to blitz. They wanted to apply pressure. They want to do all these exotic things because they had already seen what happens when you don't do them. The first time they played him, you know what I mean? They wanted yeah. to show them something different. Right. And they didn't. They squandered an opportunity. I was going to say they're just looking in, I don't know everything because I'm not there, but it looks pretty vanilla. Yeah. But I felt like their plan was to get pressure with their four, which is good. But the, I would, I think, happen, and I, I said it on the last podcast, I said the Patriots might come out and just pound the ball. Mm-hmm. And they did. And when a team's just running the ball on you, it slows down your pass rush. Yeah. And that could have been the Patriots' plan. Like, look, beginning of the game, we just going to run the ball down their throat. 
And if that works, that's going to nullify their pass rush because now they're thinking now they about the run. They're thinking about run, so that's hesitation, and that hesitation is all we need to get these passes off. Because Brady will get the ball out quick, right? So this is uh, the ninth ninth Super Bowl in nineteen years. It's difficult to not call Tom Brady the goat, but it's not difficult when you're separating him from his team. When you separate Tom Brady from his team, let's say, like we've said this before on the podcast, let's take who most people argue is the GOAT, Aaron Rodgers, and put them on a team, on the same team, Mm -hmm. and who would have better results? Well, what do you mean? Let's say we put Tom Brady, he had to play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers had to play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. No question. This is what I think. And and I respect if you say Tom Brady's a GOAT because those numbers are crazy. Nine and 19 Bowl, years. Uh, four or five wins, however many wins they five. got. Like, you can't argue them. Right. But, like, just what I, I judge people on is just what I see, talent. Mm-hmm. And from what I see and from what I've seen on film – I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. No shade to Tom Brady. He's a strong number two in the league right now. Strong. Yeah, arguably number one. Yeah, but I'm taking Aaron Rodgers just off of stuff he can do, Tom Brady can't do. Yes. Like, if and this is how I put it. If, if the Patriots had a, a tryout, right? And I always said this before, just on just scenarios, just for other people. If it was no names on the jerseys, and they were just trying to find a quarterback, and it, the two quarterbacks that showed up was Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and they had a a duel. We a duel, just nobody knows who either one is. Aaron Rodgers would be the Patriots quarterback. No question. Straight up. So, Tom, you know, we, we can't be disrespectful. I mean, the nigga is back in the Super Bowl. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, we're not being disrespectful. This is like a, a goddamn he's still doing it, regardless as to how – washed he may be or whatever decline that he's on i'm not calling him washed at all some people are i'm saying he's declining from the status of that i he mean used to the be. man is 42 yeah. what is he yeah the thing that that people aren't seeing like i don't care about not being able to throw as far or or, or not being as accurate mine is more of you have to stand in that pocket and sometimes get hit to make plays right as the quarterback. Right. Tom is not taking a motherfucking hit because I think he knows that if somebody hits him, that body is going to crumble. I just feel like you don't. And what I always liked it about Drew Brees, Drew Brees is not just running around, but he has mobility. Yes. Like he can sidestep and stuff. Tom Brady at this point is really back there flat footed. And With it's, some it's, Frankenstein boots on and the cleats. It's, it's a respect, and I, I'm like, damn, like he, he know what the fuck he doing to to play this game you and have, to have be even better if you're that one. No mobility. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy, and that's why I have respect for what yeah. he does. But in situations, he'll be in that he has no escape because he has zero can't move. That play is dead. Yeah. Whereas and he'll take that because. He's like, I'll get another chance. And he can't even, like, move enough to, like, 
sidearm or throw. He has nothing. He it's can't just, just step up into the pocket quickly. I got to just get back here, read this shit fast, and get rid of the ball. He's got to come out quick. It's like it's like a respect in that because he's still effective doing that shit. Yeah, I mean they have a great game plan. They have no, they Belichick, do. They obviously you know? have a great coach, great everything, great offense coordinators and shit. But we compared this similar thing in the summer when the World Cup was going on. We were talking about Messi and Ronaldo, and it's a similar thing with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, where a lot of people say Ronaldo's the greatest. He fucking got all the championships. Like he wins so much. Right. But if you look at that skill. Yeah, we'd get this messy Ronaldo, bro. I don't even think it's close if you really watch soccer. Like, yeah. Ronaldo is dope. Not like shitting on Ronaldo. Ronaldo is amazing. He's got everything you want in the soccer. If you created a soccer player, like he's tall, he's fast, he could jump high, he could kick, he could kick with either foot, all that. But Messi had he's like the opposite, but he just does everything well. Everything passes well. Sees the game like so well. Actually passes. You could put him <laughs> anywhere. He, he's unselfish, but somehow he he's still good. leads the team in goals. Like, yeah. He's just amazing. LeBron bro. and Jordan. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're different. but Jordan is an assassin. Jordan won lots of championships. He's a scoring phenom. He is not a better all-around basketball player than LeBron James. It's that simple. It is that simple. He can't do half the things LeBron could do. But if you're talking about championships, then Jordan is your GOAT. Right. So sometimes you have to separate the person from the team and look at the skills. Right. And say, Jesus Christ, LeBron does what? He does every single thing that every play he does from point guard to center. He can do it all. <laughs> all of it really good. He really can. And that's it. Yeah. So that's why I can't argue. Jordan doesn't take those those calves from um, what year was it? The year where they had no business. Yeah, in the finals. Jordan's not so. taking the calves to the finals with that roster. No way. He can't even fill up the stat sheet the way LeBron did to even get them there. I mean, Jordan did fill up the stat sheet. No, not the way LeBron did. No, he's not a, not a playmaker. He had to do like that LeBron. all season and all through the playoffs, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Everything, rebound, that, assists, steals, heavy, blocks, uh, points. That was a damn <laughs> efficiency. Heavy, that was a heavy workload, that nigga. Had. Yeah, and it, 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 when you say that, that doesn't mean you shitting on Jordan. Jordan's a fucking legend, the fucking man. Right. But when you're talking about pure skills, separating the championships, separating the rosters, and who's on whose team, and all that shit. Jordan is not a better all-around basketball player than LeBron James. He's not. Sad. But it's okay. It's <laughs> sad? Because people really will fight you over saying that. I won't fight anybody for saying that. No, I know you wouldn't. You're not that fucking lame. Um, perfect is that example. Is that I'm some kind of lame? No, nah, you are a little <laughs> bit, but not that kind. The Chiefs, Andy Reid says he got cheated out of that game. Do you remember they called the face, uh, hitting the face on against Tom Brady? Wasn't no nobody hit him in the face. That was a big change in the game. Do you remember that? Wait, which play? They caught a flag, threw a flag, and said that the D lineman hit Tom Brady in the face. And they replayed it. The nigga didn't touch not a single piece of oh, his yeah, face. I do remember that. that was a big play in the game. That was huge. Huge. 
Is that why the Chiefs lost? No. It's not. So why are people thinking that that's why the Saints lost? Because it's just that one play. That one play was huge as well. Yeah, that In the moment of that game, that was a big play. That changed the momentum. That gave them that first down they needed. They was under pressure. Yeah. In the game. I think the Chiefs lost the game because their D coordinator, even in the overtime, didn't blitz. Right. Just sat back and let you let Tom Brady drive the ball down to you, my nigga. He should have been dead. You know how many flags I would have told my team to get knocking this nigga the fuck out. We need to see who could play after Tom Brady if we going into overtime. That's fuck the, him up. That's the old rules. Yeah, when the teams really used to say just fuck the quarterback up. Yo, get his. If you gonna get a flag, now's the time. Fuck the quarterback up. Clobber that nigga. <laughs> Break the nigga down to his brake pads. Make this nigga scared to come out here. Yeah, that's why the rules. That's why the rules and change. Whatever. Let the rules happen. You get the flag. You get a penalty. You get a fine. Whatever. You are not to let this nigga just march down the field on you. You gonna pay the fine? Yeah. I'm talking about the coaches. You gonna why pay. not? It's for the Super Bowl. That's true. If you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> Cheat, my nigga. The Patriots been cheating for all know how long. For years. My nigga, y'all got to do something. It's true. And that's probably why they decoordinated got fired. You saying he got fired because he put the hit out on Because his <laughs> balls didn't drop in that overtime. You had nothing for them. You had nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No blitz. No... No, what's the coach from the Saints that, that got kicked out and now was was coaching with Cleveland? Greg uh, Williams. Greg Williams. Yeah. yeah, he um, yeah. Oh, come on! You gotta tell a nigga. You, you gotta clap. You gotta do something. You gotta do. So, he can. He has to hit the ground every play. Clobber. I don't care if they run the ball, if they throw it, hit him. Clobber him. Yeah. Let him get the throw off. Hit him after. Flag. But guess what? That nigga's scared now. These niggas don't care about a fine. Yo. Not right now. This is a Super Bowl. Right. This is all of it. I ain't telling you to injure the nigga, but clobber him. You got to clobber Tom Brady in overtime. You You do not give up a touchdown. You don't. I'm sorry. You don't. What's next for the Chiefs? Obviously, they have Mahomes. They have the future of the NFL on their roster. Um, nothing. They're just going to come in the same way they are. There ain't really nothing wrong with the team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple things that they need to tighten up. But what? The secondary. And they need to. They, what? I mean, they're they going to do something, but. What what are they gonna get? They're gonna get some new corners to say we got new people. Well, you know what? Maybe a they're D coordinator will do something better for points, them. And they're gonna get a new coordinator to probably do some more stuff. Maybe put them in some some cooler things, blitz a little differently. Trying, they're really just trying to get a couple turnovers a game, and they're gonna score thirty thirty five points. Mm-hmm. So and they def- just need their defense. Yeah, not you got give up you got a good, really points. good. You got two. I know of two really good pass rushers on a D line. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, bro, we're going to score. So now we have Rams, Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You got the Patriots. Yeah. 
I think the Patriots will win. I don't. I I will want the Rams to win. I really and I found myself during the Chiefs game. I I did. I picked the Patriots because I just can't pick against them because that's just history says they win. Mm-hmm. So I can't pick against them. But during the Chiefs game, I kind of was wanted to see the Chiefs do some cool shit. Like I wanted to see them win. I was talking. I was talking to Rob on the phone. I was like, man, I was trying to see. I was trying to see the Chiefs pull that out, but they did. They did some really good shit. Uh, Damian Williams had great yeah, game. Yeah, Damian Williams, three shout touchdowns. Out, homie. Homie yeah, was he on was. The Dolphins when he I was, was doing his thing. Mahomes was doing his thing. You know, they just really were out coached. Yeah, flat out. Yeah. And it's not to say that Andy Reid and his staff didn't do a good job. It just wasn't good enough. Right. It just wasn't good enough, period. Right. But with, so this, I, go uh, ahead. with this Rams game, um, I, I would pick the Patriots, but I want the Rams to win. What I think can make a difference is they have two people in the middle of the D-line that can get pressure. And if anything messes with Brady, it's pressure. If you got a front four Tackles. and a pressure – Right up the middle because he can't just step up, mm-hmm. and he definitely can't spin out and go around. They, his feet don't even do that. So like they they have it, but what they're gonna have to do is because they're gonna try to run the mm-hmm. ball to just slow that up. They're gonna have to stop the run. It's winnable. The Patriots aren't unbeatable. What's his name? The white haired D coordinator, Cowboys. Wade Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. I feel like he's been in situations. He's been around the league. He's yeah. he knows what he's up against. Yeah, McVeigh is um really good. He's a he's a talent. Yeah, he's got balls. Yeah, he's really good. he will try things. This is essentially the past versus the future, right? In the Super Bowl. You've yeah. got this young 32-year-old coach, and then you got this dinosaur in Belichick who's just a guru, who's just a nerd. That's seen just everything. seen it all and, and knows how to attack your weaknesses. That is his job. That's it. And so you got this young, fresh mind on the game. And this is going to be a great battle of who can outsmart who, the young, fresh eye on the game or the old-school eye on the game. Right. I'm going with the young. Man, I hope you're right, honestly. I'm going it'd I, be cool. It'll be really cool. We do not have the best uh quarterback. No. I still believe Tom Brady's better than golf. Uh we have better weapons. Um and as far as coaching, there's no disrespect. Belichick's a better coach. Mm-hmm. McVay has to prove that. But I feel like if there was any time to do it, it's now. It is now. It's now. While they're wounded, while Tom Brady is a little bit washed. They have even less uh, talent on their roster than they've ever taken to the Super yeah, Bowl. this is crazy. This is the year. Take them down while they're weak. Yeah. They yeah. have nothing. They have a chance. Gronk is a shell of himself. Gronk made some big catches in that game. Yeah, he did. He's going to always do that because Tom Brady's throwing him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Gronk is no nothing of himself if he's on another team, in my nah. opinion. Oh, yeah. He's... It's like FIFA four farming out there. One of the one of the best people I've ever seen play against Gronk is Talib. Yeah, because he's a big corner, and if you could just 
I mean, Gronk is still bigger than him, but you could be in his way a lot. Yes, Gronk he's doesn't not, have a speed advantage over Talib. Yeah, Talib is a bully. He likes the contact. Yeah. He they let him get away with a lot of stuff just because of how physical he plays. I'm hoping that we win that matchup. We win that matchup. We win the game. Take Gronk out of it. Take those explosive plays that he has out of the game. I think we win. It's, it's a chance. Like like you said, the Patriots aren't world beaters. Like where it's like, yo, man, this team is just so nice. They just got a scheme and they execute. Mm-hmm. And you got to out-execute them. It's the same way with, like I said, the Saints are the same type of team. Yeah. Been together for so long. They know each other. They got they got it down pat. The yeah, whole playbook. It shows scheme. you what football really is. It's about your quarterback and your coach. Basically, and, and nobody ever wants to hear that. And executing your game plan. Yeah, all Everybody the other intangible, those are pieces. like bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, when you have a good corner, a good D, D end, or, you know, a good running back, those are like extras, yes, bonuses. Yes, quarterback and coach. Yeah. The Patriots are a great example of that. Um, I forgot my thought. Um, oh, oh, so after the Super Bowl, win or lose, does Tom Brady come back for another year? There is rumors that him and Belichick do not get along. They do not like each other because Belichick has been trying to move on because he thinks Tom is, you know, kind yeah. of out of his prime. It's almost like a shift needs to happen. Does Belichick need to go or does Tom Brady need to go? Because both of them are low-key washed. <laughs> Damn, Belichick is washed? Yeah. I mean, he's an old man. Um. I could see him retiring if he yeah. wins because this Super Bowl, if he was to win this Super Bowl, like what else are you chasing? You are the underdog. Mm-hmm. You ain't been still the underdog. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You ain't been the underdog ever, probably. F- for in so long. And so like this is a challenge, it's probably giving him life. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm the underdog. Like I ain't been like this in a while. It's giving him like a, a fire. Mm-hmm. And, like, what What do you come back to prove? You're you rich. you do it again? <laughs> like, yeah, like, what? Maybe he wants to, I think he wants to do it with a different Our quarterback mate. to prove that it wasn't Tom Brady, it was him. I'm talking about Tom Brady. Christian. Oh, Tom wants to keep going because he doesn't know anything else in life. Tom well, Brady. Well, yeah, he does. He got all types of other Tom shit. Tom Brady is not ready to get off the field, Brent. As much as he is accomplished, as much as his body is saying, get off the field, he still doesn't want to do it. And I think it's just because he just he knows football. He's a football player. He needs this. People still talk about how even training camp, Tom Brady don't miss. You know, a lot of veterans be skipping training camp, sitting out. Tom Brady ain't sitting out a motherfucking thing. He is participating. He treats training camp and practice like it's a game. I thought he ain't come to OTAs this year, though, I think. Why? Because he was injured? I forget. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. It, but that's He why seems I, to love this. Like, but, this is life. But that's a difference, like, opposed to other positions. Yeah. Quarterback is actually, I feel fun. like it would be fun because you actually are playing. And you don't get to get hit like other people. And you, it's like you, you, wait, you, you make go a lot into of money. the game like, man, I'm, I got the ball. We're going to win this shit. Like, it's a different vibe than 
playing corner. You have really no way no, to really. You're just chasing somebody all game. Hopefully, you get a chance to make some plays. Impact, or, but essentially, you cannot determine no, the game. No, not at all. At all, you could have seven picks in that game, but if your goddamn quarterback doesn't get in the end zone more than the other team, you're gonna lose. Right, flat out. Right. Um, who do you think should go though? If if there was a if decision it, to Brady, be made, Brady. Brady should go. Yeah. I think he's going to come back. I think there's going to be problems. That's why I don't know. If it's beef like you're saying, why yeah. would he come back if they win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, there's also beef in um, your hometown, Philly. What's the beef? Um, there were some players that went off the record and said the team does not like Carson Wentz. Damn. Let me read what it says. A few anonymous players said they'd rather play with Foles because Wentz is selfish uncompromising and egotistical damn as a, as a second year yeah then there was some after it, it, it went viral and it was anonymous nobody knows who said it and people were like oh some other players came forward and said nobody said that that's fake news made up get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. it happened and i was thinking to myself like why would they say that like why would players think that about him if he's not giving them that impression and i think it might have to do with the fact that he's a quarterback like they're all kind of cocky yeah they're They're all kind of egotistical high draft pick and then you got this bum nigga coming in here done won the super bowl that's gotta eat you up yeah and then it's turned around you're gonna rush yourself back right you're trying to hurry up back i I remember i kept telling you i don't think he's ready when we was watching him the, yeah. the early games, I was so happy that we got foals. He tore his ACL towards the end of last yeah. year, right? So, and he came back well, early. And I, I, I feel like that's why he re-injured himself, why he fucked himself up, because he was trying so hard to get his job back. When really, you, you're even if you didn't play this season, you, you still, still had your job. You still would be the quarterback. But that's the ego. That's the pride. That's the, I got to do this. And I think that the players were probably upset that he was playing injured and playing with their money. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. right. Sit down. Foles got us. They, they probably felt like he came back and it wasn't right. Yeah, and it was just like in the way. All right, bro. You know what I'm saying? A healthy body is better than that. Then, then you know, like it doesn't matter. Goes back to what we was talking about earlier. Like, you might be better, and and but if you have half a knee. The other guy is better. Yeah, and and there were one catch, and we don't know this for fact. There were one catch away from going back to the championship game for real, low key with Nick Foles. Right, and that's got to eat away at you. Yeah, and probably make you an asshole. Yeah, because you can look at it like this: like look at it like the Eagles had this two year run. Mm -hmm. The Eagles, the way that division is, they could not be good. Carson Wentz, not like be good, but not. Mm-hmm. Make these type of runs, and Carson Wentz will never see it. Like, like he'll yeah. never make it that far. And now to be like, he beat the goat. Yeah, <laughs> Foles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Not on some like he was balling, balling. It wasn't like yo, he threw for one fifty. It wasn't like that one time when uh, what's the bum ass quarterback from the uh, the Ravens won the Super Bowl? Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer type shit. Nah. Yeah, he was balling. Yeah. Like so, it's 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 you know it could be tough on a young quarterback. Yeah, that's pressure, that's stress, 
And now, now you're coming back, and you've got this roster. You've got these good players. You obviously still need a running back. But now it's like you come back with Wentz, and it's like people don't like him. I think, you know, it's, it, it could just be the downfall of the team. No, it could be. But you know what could change it? They come out, and he's playing well. Healthy and Healthy playing well. Healthy and playing well, doing cool shit. They winning. Mm-hmm. But if it comes out the other way, all that stuff will bubble back yeah. up to the surface like if it comes out bad and yeah they'll bring all these past articles up and things like that mm-hmm. before we get out of here let's talk a little bit of basketball today's a 13 year anniversary of kobe scoring 81 points against the raptors um, so many points everybody says it was on jalen rose jalen rose came forward today and counted the points <laughs> that were scored on him because you know there's a there's a rumor that all 81 was on jalen rose Impossible to have all 81. That's exactly what Jalen said. And it was actually 18 points scored on Jalen Rose. Oh, okay. So we have to take that off Jalen's resume. We can't keep saying Kobe gave Jalen 81. He didn't. He gave the whole Raptors team. You can't get one nigga ain't going to get 81. Right. So um, here's my question to you Would you put Kobe in the top 10 greatest players of all time list? No. No, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, it'll be tough. He'll be bored. I'm gonna just run off some names. Go ahead. Um, Nowitzki, Iverson, uh, D. Wade, Barkley, Dr. J, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Wilt Chamberlain, Kakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan. Those are the non-Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say no. I'm not putting him up there. I'm those are put, all the non-Lakers, and I'm not saying he's not better than some of those names. I'm just saying those are some. But I'm just thinking, like it's a lot of great players that I'm putting over Kobe. Yeah, he's not. He's a, he's the fifth best Laker in my opinion. Yeah, and that's arguable to some people if you want to go all the way back. But he's not. I Shaq played there. LeBron's there now. Kareem played are there. Are you putting Magic played are, there? I'm saying Shaq in the top ten. You putting Shaq over Kobe, right? Yes. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, and it's Came not to say over Kobe. yeah. It's not to say that Kobe isn't a great. I think people don't seem to understand like when you say things negative about Kobe or say, "Oh, he's not in the top ten greatest." It's not a diss. It's really a respect because there's just so many great players. But Kobe has some incredible moments. 81 fucking points yeah, in a game? That's crazy. See, there's times like that. It was a stretch where Kobe was like, God damn, yeah. this motherfucker. But I don't know, bro. I don't know if that's disrespectful. It's not. It's a congratulations, Kobe. You fucking have some incredible memories. You did some great things. I just Top wanted to, 10 basketball players ever? No. I can't put them there. I can't. Uh, LeBron and Rondo are coming back soon. We are on a skid. This is the biggest yeah, doo-doo staying skid in our draws. LeBron's out. Rondo's out. Now Lonzo's out four to six weeks with a mm. roll ankle. And all this happened. And now everybody's talking about we should sign Melo. Mello, LeBron no, is liking pictures and comments of people saying sign mellow it's not 
a Melo diss. Melo was that dude in his prime as well. But what is he going to do? What is Melo going to do? What for the is he going to do with this young team? He already didn't prove he don't want to come off the bench. He mad about coming off the bench. He's not going to try to come off the bench. That We already have a Melo. We got Ingram. He the skinny. I don't care what people say. He's not like Durant to me. He's more like Melo to me without the game. Yeah. He's a black hole without Melo's game. When Melo was black holding it, gone. Like you are yelling, this is a bucket. You know what I'm saying? You can't say shit about Melo's game when he was in his prime. He was a fucking baller. Ingram is not that, but he's young. So if they're not talking about getting rid of some players to make room for him, and then it's like we already are a struggling defensive team. Granted, things have gotten better, but Melo don't play no defense. People still hold on to the... The Olympic mellow thing. And I feel like they want – the the Lakers are still in need of, a sh- like, shooting. He's not a shooter. He's not that type of shooter. No. But they, they're whole, like, they're like, this is – we could try it and see what happens. We could try a lot of shit. That's a the only thing. That's the shit. only thing because, like you're saying, there's no other logical reason that, that – uh, Melo would fit on the Lakers besides he's kind of LeBron's homie. LeBron been dissing him for fucking five years not wanting to play with him. Now all of a sudden he liking people saying, hey, come in there. Like, come on, LeBron. You didn't want him in in Cleveland them last couple years. You damn sure don't want him this year. Yeah. I don't see the benefit of it. I don't see the advantage outside of a cheap player that's trying to chase a ring that is not happening this year. Lakers, we are not winning, okay? Right. We are not winning the championship this year. Knock it the fuck off. Right. Okay? Yeah. Why? 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 I don't know why people think that. We have nothing that says we're going to win outside of LeBron James. Yeah. And it's not a diss. Kyle Kuzma is balling. He has stepped up tremendously. He's doing his thing. The but Lakers, what I enough. thought, they're entertaining. When LeBron's yeah. in, they can beat people, but mm-hmm. they're just not good enough to realistically be a championship team. Right. But they, they are they're good. When LeBron's playing and, and you know they got their hook, they're a good team and you gotta play to beat them, but win the championship, no. Scared. We're not in the playoffs. The playoffs started today, we're not in the playoffs, okay? Let me ask you this, because you might not know this, but Kyle Kuzma and DeLon Wright are best friends. Went to college together. Great friends, homies. Kyle Kuzma is on the Lakers, where DeLon is from. Okay. Okay? Los Angeles native. Not in the playoffs. Starting, though, has a semi-green light. Does DeLon Wright want to trade places with him? Would you trade places with him and be on the number one team in the Eastern Conference coming off the bench? No, I would. Who would you want to be? I would want to be... I would want to be the guy that has a bigger role on the team. Kyle? Yeah, even if we're not the best. I used to always, you know, when I only reason I even came up with this question is because I've watched them on social media, like hyping each other up. They post each other's highlights. Like they, you know, legit best friends. And I'd be thinking to myself, because I, you know, I don't, I'm not friends with Kyle. I know him. I've met him, but I'm friends with DeLon. And I, I know what he wants. I know that he wanted to start this year. I know he wanted to do have a bigger role on the team. But sometimes I'll be wondering, like, what would you rather? Would you rather be on a team that's 
on a journey to winning a championship and just playing your role and doing everything because he's not like he's like 12th or 15 man of the roster he's like the first he's like the sixth man Loki. It alternates who the six man yeah, is depending on who they're playing he's against. A, he's a big role major on the team. Rotation, he's six to eight. Good numbers. Yeah, six. Yes. six to eight. You can be either one. Yeah, but would you rather be on a team that y'all just not good? You just ain't good. No, I really would rather be Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> A hundred percent. Not even a hesitation in what I'm saying. I need to get him back on the podcast again. I want to ask him that question. Like, would you rather? But I feel like he's going to give me a fucking cliche yeah, answer. Yeah, not going to say what. He, he might tell me the truth off the air, and that's going to piss me off. But you I want to really play. That's how you, you want to. He does play. No, like, no, no. He want to be Kyle Kuzma. He might not say that, but he want to be Kyle Kuzma. They're different players, he's though. A, he's a point guard. He's you know, he's a, a floor vet. general. He's not like a. Uh, eight this year is year vet. four. Like he, you know, you know, he's already setting a role. Like, all right, this is my role in the league, and I'm cool with it. He's young. He wants to like, he wants to be the man. Like, eventually, like a starter. Like, you want that. And Kyle Kuzma. He, granted, they're not that good right now. Mm-hmm. But if he keeps balling, that that eventually will happen. And it it, it works for him also on your contract next. Yeah. It, they're gonna pay more for the dude that contributes is, more is getting numbers and doing eye popping things more than the guy that's making. But see, it. I think the things that Delon does are so impactful. I'm not saying they aren't, but they're not. They're gonna pay the guy that's scoring more and doing more other stuff than the guy that's running a team and might make some clutch baskets and did have a game. Plays where he, great defense. He scored like seventeen, yeah. but no. He want to be. He want to be Another would you rather, D'Angelo Russell or Lonzo Ball? Which one would I pick? If you're the Lakers right now today, would you rather have that trade Russell. back? You know, I every time I watch the Nets play, I'd be like, I know LeBron wishes he had D'Angelo. Because <laughs> fuck, fuck all that snitching shit he did. Bring that nigga back. Right. It's no diss at Lonzo. Lonzo's a good player. He's just not. What the Lakers need. They need somebody that can get a bucket. And D'Angelo is a bucket. Right. He's a bucket. That's and he is. can he's a floor general and he passes the ball well. He's you know, he's athletic, you know, can get off the ground. Like he's a great player. And not saying Lonzo can't, but Lonzo can't score like him. He don't have that. Not no. yet. I'm not saying he can't get that. But yeah, he, just, he might, maybe, but cause he, he scored. He never yeah. even in college he wasn't just like a score, right? But he scored. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. D'Angelo be getting buckets. He was a scorer in college, though. Yeah. Um, the Warriors. Let's go on and talk about your little stupid ass team before we leave. Last topic: the Warriors are cheating, is what I wrote right here. <laughs> they are constantly cheating. Uh, Boogie played last week. The Cl- he played against the Clippers, and they played the Lakers. First of all, niggas was double teaming Boogie and leaving Durant open. That's yeah. cheating. It's, it's just, it's just how it goes. bastards are cheating. Just how it goes. Team. Why does any team think they can beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? Why? Clay just broke the NBA record for most threes made to start a game without missing. Ten, ten. for ten. 
ten Steph of Steph Curry things. is the best shooter in the world. Clay ten. is directly behind him. Kevin Durant is a sniper. Uh, Draymond is the ultimate Swiss Army knife. And now here we go, Boogie, who averaged twenty-seven points, fucking yeah, ten rebounds, five assists. So nice. What in the fuck? Who can stop them? Injuries. That's it. That's what I need to happen right there. Jesus. That's exactly what I That's need. That's the only thing that can stop I need two injuries. of them to go down. Shit. Don't two, put that all out there. Two Why would you put that out there? I'm sick of it. I'm Why? sick of this shit. That's crazy. I'm sick of it. I've never seen Y'all done built a dynasty over here. Nobody can compete. No one. Yeah. Who can beat them? No one. Yeah. It's annoying. I, I can't see it. Can't see it. Can't see it at all. It's annoying as fuck. Fuck the Warriors. That's how you're going to leave it? And fuck the Patriots also. Fair enough with the Patriots. I miss you pushing me close to the edge. I miss you. And that is the end of the show. This song is by Zara Lawson. It's called Ruin My Life. I thought it was fitting since this country is ruining all our fucking lives. We just have so much bad things going on. But what I want to tell you guys is to try to continue to push through, continue to strive for greatness. And hopefully one day we turn this shit around. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, all of my nights, yeah. I want you to bring it all on. If you make it all wrong, that'll make it all right. Yeah. I want you to rule my life. You to rule my life. You to rule my life. I want you to rule my life. You to rule my life.